Where does creativity fit into compliance? In more places than you think. Problem solving, accountability, communication, and connection. They all take creativity. Join your hosts, Tom Fox and Ronnie Feldman on Creativity and Compliance, part of the Compliance Podcast Network. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox back in with Ronnie Feldman for another episode of Creativity and Compliance. Welcome back, Ronnie. Welcome back to you, too. Ronnie, we are coming up in the next few weeks on Corporate Compliance and Ethics Week. It is the week each year that corporate compliance professionals celebrate themselves. They celebrate compliance and ethics in the corporate world. And many companies will try to put, or many compliance programs and corporate uh, disciplines will try to put together a series of events for the company to remind them about compliance and ethics. As important as that week is, you maybe think of it a little differently. So why should we celebrate Corporate Compliance and Ethics Week? But why are we perhaps limiting ourselves in that celebration? Yeah, this is an interesting one. We we tend to actually do a, a decent amount of, of business because we're the known as the we're known as a creative agency that has lots of fun and interesting content. So people often use us for Compliance Week. But there is an interesting, I don't know, tell. I guess is the way I would say it when people approach us about Compliance and Ethics Week. Let me see if I can summarize that for the audience. It's, I find it's interesting, first of all, that this is the one time of year where compliance programs allow themselves to be fun and interesting. They'll say, oh, we got to do something fun for compliance week. And they recognize that it's important to celebrate and draw awareness to their program. So inherently, they're recognizing that doing something fun and interesting <laughs> will get attention and will be memorable and have, can have a halo effect on the program. And yet, they'll only do it once a year. But inherently, while I love the idea of Compliance Week, I'm also like, why once a year? Like, why? If you get the philosophy behind it, you know that philosophy applies all year round. That if you're, so if you're a, if you're a, if you're a really fun and interesting once a year, and you're a son of a gun the rest of the time, it'll make a blip. But your reputation will still hold as being an organization that bores and annoys and, and is preachy. So I guess we will share some ideas on this podcast today, but I want to make the broader point that this should be a jumping off point. Philosophically, we know that if this is a helpful thing to do to make a good impression and to draw followers and to, to be an influencer on your organization, that we should be thinking about compliance week-like activities throughout the year. The other point I want to make is, I haven't talked to you about this before, Tom, but the often the people that are, that do approach us about Compliance Week are often very junior in the organization. They're like, oh, let's give this to so-and-so. And this doesn't minimize their worth, but it makes me think about how compliance officers are valuing this, right? They're, they're, they're saying, they could be saying like somebody young or more youthful we'll do a better job of being fun and interesting and entertaining. Or they could be saying, I don't have time for this and I'm going to give this sort of further down the food chain. And to me, that's a little bit of a a tell on how much you value the impact of your program by on compliance week. So I don't really know what the, I don't know if I have a, I guess I am saying the point. I just find that that's an interesting little thing that I've noticed over time because the people who contact us are like, I want to do something fun and we can you help us do that? And that's great. 
but it is interesting that they're they may not be putting their money where their mouth is so there's still like a a little bit of a business case we need to make for why these activities are important what do you you think about all that so the i think that someone like me would consider a project and immediately assign it to a millennial. Now I would do that for the following reason. I had some friends that are a friend that finally got permission to create a compliance app for phone app. And they were so proud they did it and put it on the, every employee's phone. And the feedback was, it looks like a bunch of old guys did it. Yeah, And it's fair. right. And if I did it, that's exactly what it would look like. It'd be a lot of text, a lot of great written material that someone like me consumes. But I do know that if you want to speak to a younger audience, you need someone who has that perspective. So I think that's completely valid to make that assignment. But let me flip that to the junior employee that may get that assignment. That might be their first big assignment. Mm-hmm. on their own. And I would tell them, don't walk, run to get that. Because one, you're going to get to work in an area and in a way you probably won't get exposure to in the corporate world with any other similar project. Two, they get to work with you. But three, they'll be known as the person that was the corporate producer, recognizing you guys are producing it, but you're working hand in hand with your corporate partner and that junior compliance professional will become well-known within the corporation. And frankly, they can add that to their personal branding in a way that someone like me, one, I'm not sure I would put that on my kind of personal branding, but two, I certainly have would have, have done several other major projects and this would just be one more of them. So for the employee who gets that assignment, that could be, more than it's uh, weight in gold. I, I appreciate the way you say that. I'm having a little bit of regret about how I positioned the thought because I just had I had the thought and I went with it, but I hadn't really thought it through. And, and you're right, it's particularly in terms of positivity and impact, these events can have a big impact. They certainly can. Be, it, if, if you're not doing anything fun and interesting throughout the year, maybe it's your starter kit, right? This is the Kindle. This is the kindling that light that ignites the flame because I, I I'm a big believer that we can have a cultural impact on an organization. Ethics compliance can have a cultural impact on the entire organization. If you are fun and interesting and thoughtful and empathetic and don't waste people's time. And, and this is one way to do that. So thank you for redirecting me. So for the listeners out there who get that job, I, I have lots of great examples from some of my clients who some use, use us and some of them do it on their own and they've done a wonderful job and their star is rising. So kudos to you, Tom, for pointing that out. And for you all listening out there, yes, it's not like a little small thing that you're doing. So I don't mean to minimize that. Yeah. Let me take this a little bit different direction. And this story was told to me as a, I was a young child and it's obviously stuck with me. And it's the following. I want Tom asked my mother, why didn't we celebrate Christmas all year round? And she said, we do, but it's the spirit of Christmas that we celebrate, the spirit of giving. And you get presents on Christmas Day, but you need to think about that the whole year. And I use that as a 
analogy to lead into, could we consider Compliance Week as a jumping off point, but then following up with those initiatives throughout the year? Because that week of Corporate Compliance and Ethics Week, everyone's focused on that. So they're going to expect a gift. They're going to expect a training. They're going to expect a something new and different, but yet keep that spirit throughout the year, jumping off that week, and then maybe even tying back on a monthly, biweekly, even quarterly basis, hey, we did this for Corporate Compliance and Ethics Week. We're going to revisit this in a different way. Could we use that spirit literally throughout the year? It's a good jumping off point into sharing some ideas with the audience. Sure, why not? Like, in the sort of my broader point, I don't, I don't, I want to say like the spirit of it, and meaning like you, you shouldn't feel the need to do things fun and interesting throughout the year. But, but yeah, like the callback, like the. I'll give you an example. I was, I'm going to have the. I'll save the specific client because I want to bring them in because they they did some wonderful stuff in house. But one of the things that they did uh, that I'll just touch on is they created. They had people volunteer to create new lyrics to a song and then recorded that song. So they essentially enlisted their employees to say, hey, we're going to write a new song about ethics and integrity and and doing the right thing and speaking up. And they picked uh, an existing song, bought the karaoke version and then asked their employees to help them each write lyrics to that song. And then pieced together the best versions of it and they got users to then lip sync and dance to that song and then got so they got involvement so one idea for compliance week is to find interactive ways to involve your audience improvisation by the way that's a big tenet of improvisation is that one of the reasons people love it so much is because it involves the audience so if you can think of ways to involve your audience so one is writing writing a new slogan writing or submitting ideas for a song what that could be an original song or it could be new lyrics to an existing song i once had a client that took one of our little jingles that we wrote a speak up jingle and they pushed it out to everybody and they said we want each of you to make a 30 second video lip syncing to this jingle and they, what they got was thousands of user generated content of employees celebrating speak up culture by lip syncing to this song. And then throughout the year, they could share them. I did a program for another client where we came up with a new slogan for the, or for the compliance department. And then we had each of the, the compliance teams make a selfie video saying the slogan. And that became a running theme throughout the year that they would uh, attach different compliance officers from their team saying the slogan and then asking employees to say the slogan. And again, I love the idea of user-generated content. I worked with, this was back with BMO Financial. We created kind of a spot the problem campaign where we took photos of, they had a custom character that we created for them. So we had a photo of the character doing kind of not so smart things. So it was like a photo caption series. And the beginning of the week, they'd put up the captions on the internet and then ask people to submit what's wrong. And then people would submit what's wrong. At the end of the week, they would share the video of what's right. And they did this for six consecutive weeks. The interactivity is the coolness as far as I'm concerned. I've had several companies do scavenger hunts. The idea there would be put a fun Easter egg, 
you, you mentioned Christmas, Christmas, I'll mention Easter eggs. You put a, a fun fact or fun inf- piece of information. In this case, they put it in different parts of the code of conduct. And then people had to go look for them. So they had to go to the code of conduct and read it to find the Easter eggs. And then they could then submit the answers to those questions separately to the compliance department. Such a, it's not, it is a simple idea. There's some nuance to how to execute that, but they drove traffic to the code and to their policies and they can measure that. And then got people interacting with them in a fun way by asking fun questions. Think of parlor games, two truths and a lie. Uh, what are two, 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 two truths and a lie about your gifts policy? What are two truths and a lie about the hotline? Uh, it doesn't even have to be that weighty. It can be like one serious thing and two really silly things. What are, what are the worst excuses for not speaking up? I have a high-pitched, squeaky voice, and I don't like to talk out loud. I, I, I'm a mime, and I don't like to talk. And Whatever. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Write some silly things, and then at the end, there are no good excuses. We all need to speak up. So you can get your smile out there in your message. I have some other ideas, but let me just, before I keep rambling, let me get your thoughts on that. No, the absolutely, and I guess to end this segment, I just want people to understand, or at least maybe we're emphasizing, yes, Corporate Compliance and Ethics Week is a week. You can celebrate ethics and compliance, but use it throughout the year and use the momentum you build. So what other thoughts do you have to share with us, Ronnie? There's some common ones that, that, again, you can put a creative spin on. A lot of companies bring in speakers, and those tend to be more thoughtful or weighty speakers, and that's okay, too. People are talking about integrity. I would always argue that like we often create like Zoom-style talk shows so where we can interview a, a subject matter expert or a leader, but we can handle the freight of asking those questions in a fun way. I'll have to get my my Dexcom folks on here. The, that's a client of ours. They do great work, and they ha, they're all about rebranding. Their compliance department is fun and interesting, and so we created a show. Oh, there! I should mention they're an insulin device company. So the name of the show is Ethically Speaking with Your Host Sugar Levels, <laughs> and and we came up with that together through a project. And so we had Sugar interview the compliance team, and she she's funny and witty and charismatic as is their team, but we can say the dumb things that employee might say, and they say these wonderful things. Point being is you can have speakers, but it doesn't have to be a dry and a boring speaker. Many years ago, I worked with Progressive Insurance, and they actually had an art exhibit, but each piece of art had some tie into ethics and integrity. So it was a little more veiled and nuanced, but people who were into art could go look at these pieces and then see little descriptions on how that tied to integrity. So there's lots of ways that are creative and interesting that you can touch on these subjects. We actually teach improvisation and theater games, and we have ways to talk about word choice and body language that make you more. We did a program once called communicating with respect, even when you disagree. So we were focusing on trying to avoid conflict or, or a better way to say it is to have positive conflict. Like we don't have to agree but we can talk respectfully and there's actually techniques, communication skill techniques that you can use to use different word choice and different philosophical intention and in how you approach it. And so those are fun things you can do for the masses for compliance. We give, offer them an improv workshop where they can work on their comm skills. 
or better yet, do that for leaders so that they're less scary, so that people will be more encouraged to talk to them. Talk shows, game shows, what is it? Ethics Jeopardy has been around for a while. You certainly could write your own game shows. But the intention behind all of this is, look, you all out there, and people say compliance, people aren't in, in creative. I disagree. Everybody's creative. Think about the things that you do with your kids. Think about the drinking games you played in, in college. They're always, <laughs> these are all fun games at their core that you can repurpose um, around these subjects. And if you need help and advice on that, we're certainly happy to offer up our ideas for you. And I'm just going to tweedledee that with Ditto. If you need any ideas, Ronnie's contact information is in the show notes and reach out to him. Ronnie, unfortunately, we're near the end of our time for this episode, but I look forward to our next conversation. Yeah, thanks, everybody. Hey, it doesn't always have to cost a lot of money, but spend the time, be creative, try new things. I promise you it'll pay off for your program. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Creativity and Compliance. If you enjoyed the episode, make sure to subscribe and leave a review. This is Tom Fox again. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Creativity and Compliance. We've linked to more information about the topics of today's podcast in the show notes, so check them out. Also check out Learnings and Entertainments. Ronnie has a wealth of information. Creativity and Compliance is a production of the Compliance Podcast Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.